Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Lovely Lifestyle Podcast, where I'm your host, Pendel Carter. Today, you will hear the live broadcast of me expounding on my fall and the things that I had to discover in order to wake up. So today's subject, the awakening of Pandel Carter. So what happened was, is that, you know, my, my fall, my fall. And even if you know, like, how the word of God, I'm just re, re, reiterating what I had just spoken on. How God has to go, the enemy has to go to God in order to do different things to you, Right. So the enemy went to God and says, God, I want to do this, 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 and that to your child, Pandel. And God says, you can do all of this, but you can't take her life. So now the enemy understands that he can't take your life, but he'll do everything to make you take your own life. He'll do everything to you to make you abort your own mission and abort your own purpose. Now, with that being said, it came to where I, I wind up going through a divorce. And I backslid because my emotions led me away from God because I was angry with God. I was so mad with God because I'm like, every time that I feel like something is going great for me, that is this, this, and that, it just feels like the enemy just wear me out of my life. And I'm waiting for that moment to kind of like soothe out. This is what I was telling myself during all the things that I was going through. And I'm like, it's got to be more to my life than just this. What am I missing? So the whole time I'm understanding that, what is it about me that the enemy knows that I don't know about myself? What is it that I'm missing that allows him to feel like he can run havoc over my life and I don't know the tools that I need to be an overcomer in my own life? I can tell people how to overcome different things all day, but if in my life when the, when the war is raged or, or, you know, is raging in my life, how am I going to be my own overcomer? You get what I'm saying? So as I go through trying to help everybody else, and then here I am in this failed marriage, because at this point, the marriage has failed. Because, you know, we were saying, like, our goodbyes. Because we said our I do's. You know, I do. Now we're saying goodbye. So at the end of that, I realized that in my fall, and, you know, and I, I met some great people, you know, great guys or whatever. I, I met this one guy that I was, you know, talking to. And wind up, he, you know, um, had, you know, other, other, I don't know what was his, his whole agenda, however. And then I met, you know, this one, this one guy after him that really just tore my whole world when I started coming back to God. Because he did some things that I'm like trying to overcome that and then it, it, it brought unforgiveness. So you have an emotional wrecked human being who, you know, just had his failed marriage, who's been saved for 20 plus years trying to figure out her life after a divorce, you know, after being married for so long. How do you start over? Where do you go from here? You know, like, what's on the other side of this? So what happened is, is that I began to continue to just just go through, I think this was 2019, 2020, with just brokenness. And, and I, I was going through, and I'm like, no one sees me. You know, no one sees me. I'm going through all this hell. And, and then I, I began to become suicidal myself. Like, I understand that, you know, 
we we as Christians, we fall, we error, we make mistakes, we get up, we start our work, work walk, excuse me, back over again, and we ask God for forgiveness. It doesn't mean that God has left us. It just means that sin has separated us from the love of God. We allow sin to come upon us that separate us from God because we have tainted the Holy Spirit with our with our own with our own sinful nature and our own sinful ways. That's what happened to me. So and I was led astray by by by, by me. And so what I was what I was doing was I was I was an emotional wreck and I allowed my emotions to separate me from God. Doing that, I wind up intertwining, you know, in a relationship that wasn't beneficial for who I am in God and my purpose. But God allowed it to happen. And during that time, I was wanting, all I wanted was somebody to love me wholeheartedly. That allowed me to be the vibrant, happy, go lucky person that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just this free-spirited individual that I'm, I'm a ball of life. I, I'm, you know, sometimes I'm like the life of the party, very charismatic, and I, I'm just easygoing or whatever, right? And I, I didn't feel like I was that person that I was anymore. It's like my, my, my ability to be who I was was stifled. And then I was limited to what I could and what I couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't be this free-spirited because there was always so many church restrictions. You can't go here. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then you're like, well, what I can do? You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm young. I'm not old. You know, I'm not, like, old. And that that's one thing that I do, you know, on a later time. I want to talk about is how sometimes that being saved doesn't mean all the can'ts. You know, people will give you all these things that you can't do, but you need to seek God in that because sometimes that these, the churches can't, you know, there's a, there's an order to everything. And I'm not saying don't allow things to be in order according to biblical principles, but a lot of doctrines and a lot of things that have become man-made and they oppress people for control. It's a control even in the church by, you know, setting up things that aren't boundaries they're setting up so many do's and don'ts to when you try to live your life out, you're, you're so focused on not making a mistake to when you make a mistake, you feel like hell's going to open up and you're going to get swallowed in. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So now what happened is, you know, I allowed my emotions again to take me away from God. And I kept saying, God, why won't someone love me the way that I desire to be loved? What is it that I, I keep giving out? I keep giving out all the ways that I feel like people want to be loved. I'm a giver. So that's natural for me, right? I'm a giver. I, I love to, to buy things for people. I love to, you know, be there in their life if they need me, you know, like they can always depend on me. Like that's just my nature, right? And so, and I was doing all this, giving out all this love and being genuine because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a genuine individual. But God had told me, he says, you know, you know what your problem is? Is that it's not that you don't have a good heart. It's not that you don't love people. It's not that people don't love you. But you're trying to love them the way that you want to be loved. Everybody's love language is different. And he also said, the love I'm trying to give everybody else, I need to turn inwardly and give it to myself. And so... I wind up starting 
to buy myself things. Because, you know, even with kids, even with bills, even with everything else, we tend to go away from taking care of the first priority is ourselves. Right. We tend to help everybody else from children to spouses to uh, the church to, you know, um, it, it doesn't matter to your job. You help make sure everything else is good. But the one person that needs to make sure that they are a OK is you. You'll let yourself go. You'll stop getting your hair done. you stop getting your nails done. If preferably that's something that you desire to do, you don't go get massages. You don't get manicures or pedicures. You allow yourself to go under. You know, and there was years where you can remember years or months or whenever before you got in this rut that you took care of yourself. You know, that you did things to make yourself feel good. But as time went on, you realized that you lost you. You lost the one person that mattered. You. Not saying that everybody else didn't matter, but if you're not 100%, all of what you're doing to everybody else will stop. And then if you stop doing it, somebody else will pick it up and start doing it. But who's going to take care of you? Who is fully going to love and take care and support you better than you? Right? Because right now, no, no one is doing it fully how you desire to be treated. But the only person that can fix that is you. And that's what's wrong with a lot of church people. That's what's wrong with a lot of women. That's what's wrong with a lot of men and a lot of family. We spend so time focusing on how to fix everybody else but ourselves. We spend so much time trying to heal this one, trying to support this one, trying to make sure everybody is okay but ourselves. But the moment that you start going within internally and started looking at your life and start writing down your own patterns, things that you do that you wind up have, you know, that you have been doing it for years and it ain't working and it keeps going the same, the same evidence of a cycle not being complete. It just keeps going around in circles. Year after year after year. Divorce after divorce. Relationship after relationship. Brokenness after brokenness. What is it about you that you haven't learned? That's deep. So what I learned was that I was spending so much time focusing on, try, focusing on trying to make other people happy. And I didn't, it didn't matter if I was happy or not. So the moment I start saying that I'm going to take care of Pandale P, I'm going to start loving on me. And a lot of people want to talk about self-care, especially, you know, uh, some churches, because, you know, in the Bible, it did state that in the end of time, people were going to be lovers of themselves. But I want to reiterate that don't get that particular scripture, that verse mixed up with God stating that, you know, that he came, that he, he came, that we may have life and have it more abundantly and that he desired for us to be happy. He don't desire us to be broke, busted, and disgusted. That ain't of God. That has never been God's mentality. Because you can look back in biblical time that God made sure that he always took care of his people. He did say the poor that you're going to always have with you, but being poor is a mindset. Being rich is a mindset. Everything about who you are is a mindset. If you want to do right, you'll do right. If you want to do better, you'll do better. If you want to be you know, in a certain place than you were last year, you will take all these things that you're being faced with and implement strategies and methods in order to make sure that you're perfecting your life to go a different way than it always have been going.
And when you start loving yourself and not worrying about, I got to do this for everybody else, then you'll become healthier. You'll start eating right. You'll start living right. And all the things that seem to oppress you will eventually go away. And then all of a sudden, joy returns. You'll start having so much joy. you like, where did that come from? Because you start focusing on you. And the moment that you turn the focus fully on you, you start getting your hair done, and all of a sudden, you start looking better. You look at yourself in the mirror, and you realize how beautiful you are. You are always beautiful, but then something along the line made you feel like you wasn't. And then you start getting your nail fixed, your nails fixed, your feet done. Then you start getting massages, and then you'll start taking better care of yourself. And then all the love that you were outwardly given starts coming back to you. And then joy takes over. Happiness takes over. And then you start smiling, and people want to know, why the heck you so happy? Honey, if you knew why I was so sad. You would just be smiling and being happy with me because you see that I'm not in that same place anymore. So what I want to leave with all of you is make sure that you do the things necessary to make sure that your life don't keep repeating cycles. These cycles can stop. These generational curses can stop. But you got to go within and do the work on yourself. Forgive yourself first. Because that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like you can look at your life and you be like, man, this is so crazy how my life turned out. But it don't have to end that. It don't have to end that way and that don't have to be your story. Your mindset has to change with the way that you want to see yourself be. And if you want to see yourself poor, then that's that state of mind that's going to keep you right there if you see yourself as being rich you see yourself as being wealthy and being in a better place than you were last year your mind set will get you there you got to do the work and i and i and i'm gonna say this so i want to add this because i I did pause but i want to go back to add this the reason why I can expound on these conversations and boldly discuss outwardly my failures and and my my get up, my comeback, you know, from falling from God's grace to backsliding to coming back to him wholeheartedly is so I can let you know that I was once where you at. I was once there feeling like I didn't measure up. But let me tell you right now, honey, I know that I'm enough. I'm enough, right? And I believe that God allowed that and he allowed the enemy to test me because he knew that I would be bold enough to come back to tell my story of God's redemption for a lost soul like me. For someone who would backslide, who would come back to say, hey, you know what? I walked God, I walked in in truth for 20 plus years and I also walked in error for about a whole entire year. But I got back up again. But I got back up again. But I got back up. So don't lay in pity. Don't lay in sorrow, feeling like, you know, this has to be your life. Let me tell you, I was broke, busted, and disgusted. 
But I'm healed, I'm well, and I'm climbing more heights than I've ever did in my entire life. And I'm going to continue to tell my story because somebody may just be trying to find their way home, trying to find their way out of the of ground zero. Because I was at ground zero. I was at ground zero. And I want to end this because I don't want this message to be, you know, longer than what it is. But I want to let you know that God will allow certain circumstances to happen in your life only to make you a better person and so that you can learn the lessons and not repeat